0: Lord Praise Jesus. You in first Peter it is written blessed be the God of our father be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ by his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This little passage of scripture addresses a community, a faith community that's that's not unlike our own. They are struggling because they are suffering. They are feeling beat up on by life. The times are hard. There's frustration and uncertainty and, and sadness. They hurt. And they don't know when the hurting will stop and they cannot yet see the light at the end of the tunnel. And they need encouragement. And the problems they face, while they're not identical to the troubles we face, I still think the challenges are much the same. This has been a tough week. It's been a really tough week. On Monday, I sat in a sanctuary with Ken Wicklander and with his son and daughter, and a couple of grandkids. And we had a brief memorial service for his wife, Sandy. And it was unlike any service I have ever done before. And um, it was because you couldn't be there with us. And so we sat in the front pews of this beautiful sanctuary, which was resplendent for Easter, even though it was empty and we gazed at this gorgeous display of flowers and photographs and we listened to recorded music and we said our prayers and we said our goodbyes and it was sad and then on wednesday i get the phone call from joel schrader telling me about his parents being hit by the car and how his father has died and how his mom is. And even as we spoke in uh, surgery to have her right foot reattached. And our hearts ached beyond words. It was a shock. It seems like the shocks now are just sort of piling up one on top of another. I mean, the last few months have been nothing but one unexpected event and one more challenge it seems after another. And then there are all these other things that you're struggling with in your own lives. Your own illnesses and surgeries, your own losses of loved ones, and there are marriages that are unraveling, and there are budgets that have been stretched to the breaking point, and there are the pressures of extended family living under one roof and those who are used to living together now being together 24-7, which sometimes is not a good thing. And there are the frustrations of co-workers and unappreciative and stressed out bosses and illness and achy joints and all the other ordinary pressures of life that we have to deal with all the time, and then on top of all of that is COVID-19. So these are hard times, and we are suffering. And we need encouragement, and we need an assurance that our hope and our suffering are not in vain. Throughout the Bible, there are references to faith being tested, to our... Troubles being a way that we are refined and tested in our faith and strengthened, and that our hope is renewed through this process of enduring and surviving life's trials. Just one example of that in scripture would be Zechariah 13, verse 9, where it is written, And I will put this third into the fire, God says, and refine them as one refines silver and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. God does not want us to suffer. I believe, I believe that with all my heart that God doesn't say, okay, these people really just need to suffer. Let's see how much we can hammer them. No, God does not want us to suffer, and all through Scripture, it tells us about a God who tries to alleviate our suffering and bring new life from our suffering and refuses to let death and suffering have the last word. And yet, suffering is part of our experience. It is part of life in a broken and fractured world. These present trials, though, can reveal the beauty of our faith in the same way that the beauty of gold is made more apparent by enduring a heat and a fire. And so we turn to God in faith, trusting that God's great mercy will give us a new birth, a renewed birth into a living hope, a hope that will not fail, a hope that is for our salvation. As someone else said, this new birth leads to two outcomes, in the now and in the then. Now this new birth leads to rejoicing with an indescribable and glorious joy that we cannot explain in spite of our suffering. Now new birth is into joy, but then the outcome of your faith is the salvation of your souls. It's the promise of the then, she says, that brings hope and joy into the now, into the present. God has already given us new birth in Christ. And God has already given us a living hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. God has already done that. That is in the past. That is done and cannot be taken away from us. But what about the future? In 1 Peter, we're told that our future is currently and actively being protected and guarded by the power of God an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading that is being kept for us in heaven. Our future is secure. Our assurance is that we will inherit the kingdom of God and eternal life. So where does that leave us in the now? What about the present and the current hurts? Well, even if we're suffering in the present moment, We can trust in God because God has proven to be reliable and trustworthy, that God has proven uh, to be in control of our lives and of our futures, and we can know that we are in God's hands. In this in-between time, we get to live in hope. We get to live in the firm confidence that's founded in knowing God, and in knowing God's character, and in knowing God's past saving actions on our behalf. By raising Jesus from the dead and by giving us new life, God has shown us who God is and what God can do on our behalf. And God has also shown us in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that Jesus is our companion in suffering. We're not doing this all by ourselves. That Jesus knows the future, that Jesus holds the future, and more importantly, Jesus holds our hands. Even though we didn't get to witness the resurrection of Jesus, and even though, even now, we don't get to see him in the flesh, we know he's with us, and we put our trust in him. And blessed, Jesus says, are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. So when we feel challenged by all these difficulties around us, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling mighty challenged, Our faith reminds us that our living hope is going to be renewed and that it will be renewed again and again and again as many times as we need it to be. Jennifer Kalin says that hope is a state of expectation, that it's being um, pregnant with anticipation. And through faith, I'm sorry, and though faith is concerned with what we can't see, Hope provides us with the ability to see beyond what we can see. That in spite of our current circumstances or our current suffering or our anxieties, because God has raised Jesus from the dead, our lives are filled with possibility. And this knowledge that our lives are filled with possibility is what sustains us And it sustains us in a way that we are brimful of joy at times, even in the midst of our suffering. We tasted some of that joy this week. I saw it in the outpouring of love and of of concern and care that came from all of you, and also from colleagues and from people in remote places that came in text messages and emails and phone calls. And for two and a half days, my phone rang off the wall to the point that every time I was on a conversation, there were two more trying to get through at the same time. It was constant from seven in the morning until almost 11 o'clock at night. It was our community reaching out, trying to be together, supporting one another, encouraging one another, pouring out our sorrow to one another, and lifting one another up. There has been such an outpouring of people's offers. Everybody wants to help somebody else. You all want to do something for someone else and are just waiting with bated breath for me to give you your assignments. And I'm trying to get organized as fast as I can. And we don't want to do everything all at once, but I'm grateful. And I'm sustained by those offers and, and by your generosity and by your love. I'm sustained by the outpourings I've seen on Facebook and social media and not just about our congregation and the deaths and the struggles that we've seen this week, but just in general, we're reaching out to one another again and in ways maybe that we haven't reached out to neighbors consistently as intentionally as we have in a long time. It's a wonderful thing to see the sharing of heartache and also of happy memories. It happened again last night, we had, we set out to have a prayer vigil for Linda Schrader for her healing and for Ted and to kind of entrust him to God and ourselves to God in our grief. And, um, I didn't know what to expect. And so had this whole prayer service planned out, but what it wound up being was a visitation and, and a time for us to speak from our hearts Um, and to share our heartache, but also our memory and our joys and our blessings and the ways we've been touched by one another and by these two precious people, um, who, Ted, who has lost his life and Linda, who's, who's struggling now to continue hers. And, um, and yet there were smiles and there were joys and there were stories and there was laughter, even also as we had tears. I have been reminded this week um, how tiring our stress can be, um, how exhausting emotions can be, but I've also been reminded that in this time of COVID-19, when life is hard enough as it is, um, we do not have to be spectacular. We don't have to feel guilty if we're not learning another language. And we don't have to feel bad if when we couldn't go to the gym, we didn't suddenly jump into running the marathon in our living rooms, or if we're eating a few more chocolates and bonbons. And we don't have to feel bad if we're not writing a book or we're not being the most amazing parents who are filling our children's lives with this terrific and creative learning every moment of the day. We don't even have to feel all that bad if we're a little bit short-tempered and a little bit more high-strung and maybe a little bit more weary of life and in need of some care and assurance along the way. But we have that because we have one another and we have Christ and we have Jesus raised from the dead and we have a tomb that's empty and a cross that's empty I mean, the assurance and the promise that God is with us always in all things and walking all roads and journeying and holding our hand and holding our future and most importantly, holding our life. We are in this together. Christ is alive. We are Christ's body in the world. Our love and our joy and our Solidarity in suffering is our witness to the reality of the resurrection and to our living hope, which is continually being renewed and which will not disappoint or fail us. Thanks be to God. Amen. At this time, I went to share uh my screen here we go